This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forster, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Well, hello and welcome back, my friend. Man, this week, I've got my friend Mark Savant with me. So Mark has not one, not two, but three podcasts. And uh, man, Mark is just an amazing man. So you're going to get to hear today his journey, his passion, how he got started in all of this, and his desire to be um, an awesome dad, just the best dad that he can be. Uh, is how he got started on this path. And we're going to get into that. But man, just know that this is going to be uh, one of, of touching on what each of us as men and fathers, what we really want to do and who we want to be. So Mark, how are you doing today, my friend? Mike, thrilled to be here. Cannot wait to to talk about these important topics, brother. Yeah. And uh, dude, listening to your podcast, uh, you know, just getting into it where it's like awesome dad just, I mean, that resonates. And, you know, we all want to be that amazing, you know, awesome dad. So, um, dude, I appreciate you jumping out and starting with that. And I know that's part of the journey that kicked off stuff, but let's jump to today. What does today look like on the business side of life for you? Yeah. So I run a podcast production agency, Mark Savant Media, go figure. It's easy to remember. Uh, it was, you know, that's one of the difficult parts about building a business. It's sometimes hard to got to find that perfect name. The perfect name could be tough to, to figure out. No, no joke, Mike, when I was launching, um, my, my current podcast, I put the most effort into the after hours entrepreneur. I had about 40 episodes recorded before I actually launched because I couldn't think of the perfect name for the show. I would, I mean, you should have seen how many names, how many synonyms I had written down. And then I was just driving in the car with my wife one day. We're going on kind of like a road trip. And I was explaining to her what the show was about. And then all of a sudden I just said, it's, it's about after hours entrepreneurs. And I said, there's the name and it wasn't taken. And so the after hours entrepreneur was born. So uh, yeah, I run a podcast production agency and I run a, a mastermind for podcasters as well uh, because you know, I, I've gone through many, many pains and struggles in podcasting over the past five years. And I, one of the things that I always wanted was to be part of some sort of group program that was affordable, um, that gave me access to different resources. And, um, I, it's, it's been a really positive experience since. So I got a lot of cool things going on, Mike. Yeah. I was like, you have a platter, my friend <laughs> got a lot <laughs> going on. But all strategic though, too, because it's easy when you're building an online business to be like, oh, shiny object. Oh, I want to sell shirts. Oh, wait, no, I, I'm going to do Amazon affiliates and no, I'm doing a, a I'm going to create a course. And then, but I think it's important when you're building an online business to really be strategic in your focuses. There can be a lot of overlap. I think that's important, but if you get the shiny object syndrome, it can, it can really distract you from, um, from pinpointing on where you can really make money, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's so like spot on and along the lines of like when we're husbands, right? 
we hear what somebody talks about, Hey, this is how you be, uh, you know, a great husband, great dad. And it's like, you start and you just gain that momentum, but you never really get the traction. So I fully get mm. that. Mm. What does life look like for you today on the business, excuse me, on the personal side, what is a, uh, what does life at home look like? Things are good. I mean, uh, I've been married to my wife eight years in May. So we've been married. We've been together about, about double that, about 15 years. I have a, uh, a daughter that's turning six in May. I have a son that's turning three in May. I have my wedding anniversary in May. It's Mother's Day in May. It's my wedding anniversary in May. I'm going to be going, I've been, been invited by the Facebook Business Leaders Association to go to a conference in May. And I'm speaking at PodFest in May. So it's May. We're ready for May, baby. <laughs> it's going like, to be a good yeah, one. May's just right around the corner too, man. You got your uh, seatbelt on, Mark? <laughs> it's here, baby. It's here. It's here. It's going to be, you know, it's good though. I found a, a nice balance in life. Um, it, you know, again, that took me a very long time to get to. I, there were many, many Mondays that I woke up like, I'm going to be late to work today. Um, and you know, I can't tell you how liberating it is to wake up and be excited about Monday or even better yet to be sad that it's Friday. I mean, it's, it's just such an unbelievable shift when you're like, oh man, it's the weekend. That means I don't. I don't have time to finish all this work that I, I didn't get all this work done. It's like, I don't know. It's hard to explain how that makes you feel, how liberating it is to like, um, to enjoy Mondays and be sad that it's Friday because it's, it's a total shift. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's 180 degrees from what most of us feel when we're like going, Hey, you know, thank God it's Friday, you know, and right. then you get those Sunday blues just going, oh, that was too short a weekend. And so right. <laughs> that's what I hear from you. Like how, how long were you in that kind of situation? I mean, where you were happy for Friday and dreading Monday. I mean, years, bro years. I, I mean, I'm 39 now. And I would say since I was 20, I mean, that you even go back farther to, to high school and middle school. Like there's this, it's this weird. I, I don't know why we accept that, you know, five days a week, we're just not going to be happy. We're going to be, and not that I did, I, I enjoyed school. I had fun in school, but like, you know, where's this mentality of, uh, I have to do this. I have to do, you know, I have to work. I have to do something. I don't get any satisfaction from. And, you know, it's really hard. I think as fathers, because you're not just doing it for yourself. You're, you're, you need, you have this deep um, ancestral need to protect and provide for your family. So you, it's like, you don't really have a choice. You can't just not show, you can't just not show up. But I think for me, when, when I, when I turned the knob and I recognized that something needed to change and I, I put in a lot, uh, thousands of hours, Mike, thousands and thousands of hours in effort. And, you know, there were nights where I knew that people were out drinking, where I knew that people were playing video games, where my world of Warcraft fans out there, I spent way too much time in that game all this time that was wasted. And, um, and so I just, I just decided I wasn't going to do it anymore. And it it's, it's profound what happens when you make that decision and you really focus on, I'm going to sacrifice today for the betterment of tomorrow. And it, and it, and it compounds, it, it really compounds. So how do you avoid feeling bitter? You know, like 
you're going through the day to day. You can't step out of the job because it's like you're you've got a responsibility at home. How do you continue to go like, hey, I love my family. They're my priority. I love them. And I'm doing this rather than going, man, if it wasn't for my family, I could just check out and do something else. I mean, how did you stay focused and engaged and continue to be, um, you know, showing up Monday through Friday? Well, I mean, my family was, was really a big catalyst for the shift, at least in my life personally. My first podcast was the awesome dad show, you know, the awesome dad show. And the reason I, I, so I, I knew that I was unhappy and I was unfulfilled. I was also scared to death of the next generation coming up and eating my lunch. I did not want to be the 55 year old at, at the office who couldn't compete with a 20 year old. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall that was going to happen. We could talk, we could start talking about exciting technology. That, that stuff gets my gears going, but I knew that was coming. Um, and so I said, what can I do? How can I take control of my own destiny? Why, why, how can I be the one that's making the decision? How can I be the employer as opposed to the employee? How can I actually build something? And so I started on this journey, Mike, of all these different side hustles, um, different business ideas and options. I could list off dozens of them. But what I recognized was that podcasting was where I was going to get all of my information. I was learning so much from podcasts. I would go on a run and I would, I would listen to a podcast. I would be driving the car, listening to podcasts. I'm like, why don't I just start a podcast? It just seems so, so natural. And um, at the time, I couldn't find a ton of great podcasts about fatherhood. There were a lot of uh, mother mothering podcasts and, and parenting podcasts, but not very many podcasts that specifically spoke to fathers. And so that's, that's where I went. I, I developed that podcast out. Um, and what I ended up finding though, Mike, which I think is important. I'd never launched a podcast before. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I, but I learned and I grinded and I got to speak to presidential candidates. I got to speak to professional athletes, to celebrities, to local officials, mayors, and stuff like that. It was a really cool experience. But what I had found, Mike, was that nobody was paying me to teach them how to be a better father. I was getting paid to help people start their podcast. I was getting paid to help people build up their social media profiles. And so I, I recognized that I needed to shift. Um, I still wanted to be an awesome dad, but I knew that I couldn't be an awesome dad without um, evolving you know, my, my business as a whole. So that was, that was kind of the balance. Although I will say that I'm very jealous of all these 20 year olds out there with no kids and no wife. They could just do whatever they want. It's so easy, but you know, that was not my story. That's not, I don't think I could have ever gotten there without having kids. My, my daughter specifically just lit lit a fire in me. Yeah. Children have a way of doing that. So if I'm facing that Monday blues, you know, how how would you encourage me to like persevere to like double down and continue through it um, while I'm in the midst of it? Because you're talking about, you know, like your purpose and having something else that's really fueling you. But in the midst of that, if I don't have something at this time, I don't know what my next step is, my transition. How can I, how can I stay engaged and focused on the bigger picture uh, like you did? Well, so I mean, 
that's a that's a tough question, I think, Mike, because everybody's journey is different. Everyone has a different reason for maybe or maybe not doing something. But I think that probably the biggest mindset shift that needs to happen is into this mindset shift of, um, you know, you you just got to you just got to do something. You know, I think it's really easy to get in our head and then have all these graphs and spreadsheets and everything. I got to do my research and I got to talk to this guy. He knows. And then, oh, mom, my mom told me that my cousin's wife's best friend knows someone. I'll talk to him first. Right. You get this analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis. But if you if you really want to make something work online, you have to be willing to to get your hands dirty. You have to be willing to suffer some pain and maybe some um, castigation. People are going to laugh at you. They're not going to believe you. They're not going to, they're not going to get it. Um, and if there's one thing that is, you know, I was just thinking about this just the other day, Mike, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I started a brow, a, a crypto, a crypto club here in Broward County. It's called the Broward crypto club. We meet once a month and we talk about cryptocurrency, go figure. And the first meeting I, you know, that we met, I had got everything prepared. Everything was going, we had invited that 25, 30 people were going to be there. I'm going to the venue. As soon as I pull up, I realized that I had forgotten my laptop. So I'm like, crap, I've only got 30 minutes to prepare, fly home, zoom home, go home, get my laptop, fly back to the scene, get everything set up. People are starting to walk. Uh, a couple of people or my co-host walks in and he's, and we're like, where is everybody? people are missing. And then I look and the Facebook event had the wrong address on it. So now I'm like, Oh crap, this is busted. And I had to send out a bunch of messages and update that. Eventually everybody got there. We had a great event, got a bunch of emails. Everyone was happy. But the reason I tell this story, Mike, is that when you're starting something new, you have to accept that everything is going to go wrong. It's going to be bad. It's not going to be good. And, but what's going to happen is you're going to learn and you're going to get better from that. And then the next time it's going to be better. And then the next time it's going to get better. And so for me, I think the, the, the thing that can really hold you up is waiting for everything to be perfect, because it's never going to be perfect. The first time you do it is going to be really painful, but the sooner you get comfortable with that discomfort, the sooner you build momentum in the right direction. Yeah. And that's so much like, you know, waiting to step out and, and do like new year's resolutions almost. Right. Right. Kind of lay them out, make sure they're perfect. And if I were just to, even on September 3rd, just start, take action. Um, and what you're saying, what I'm picking up anyways, from what, what you found out is giving yourself grace in the moment, but still continuing to move. Um, and yeah. That was so much. I was critical of myself, you know, as I was starting to change, but as you continue to change, you build up almost like a muscle of, of giving yourself grace and space to make those mistakes, because at least a mistake is better than inaction. It almost becomes like an addiction. It's, I don't want to sound like a sadist here because I'm not, but it's, (laughs) I, you, you almost learn to like, enjoy the failure. It's, it's weird. I almost like I'm like, oh, I screwed that up. I, and it, it starts to feel good after a while. I, I know it sounds crazy, but that's that's been the reality for me. You know, it's it's no crazier than going to the gym and putting yourself under uh, you know, 
pounds of, of pressure to build muscle. I mean, it's just sure. a different muscle that we're learning to develop, you know, and for some of us, it's one that we didn't have the example. And so we're learning on the fly, but you know, that that's the amazing thing is we have this chance, just like you started out with awesome dad. It was one of you're looking for a source and you create a space for other men. It's one that we need to learn from each other. Yeah. And, and I mean, and to your point, I've been an employer, an employee for 20 plus years. I've never built a business before. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, but now I've just accumulated connections and knowledge and systems and I have a team. Um, but it, it never would have happened if I just didn't take that first step. Yeah. Being, uh, being unsure about it and yet willing to move, I think is mm-hmm. one of the most empowering things we can do. Um, so when you were going through that time of, you know, of just not having fulfillment at work, did you see that impacting like your relationship with your wife, you know, and, and how you were parenting your children? Or I guess at that point, it would have been just your daughter at that point, right? Yeah, no, it, it absolutely did. Uh, more so, I think, with with my wife, I remember we were out to dinner one day. It was like a Wednesday evening or something. Nothing special. Not a particularly bad day. No, you know, I didn't get chewed out by clients for something that wasn't my fault. Just a normal day. We're out at the Chinese restaurant and I had asked for fried rice because who eats just white rice? I just want, I went from fried rice and they told me we don't have fried rice there. And I got angry. I got upset because they didn't have fried rice. The smallest thing, they didn't have the type of rice I wanted. And I got upset. I got, I got so upset that someone from the booth next to us told me I was being a jerk and I needed to calm down. Mm. That had never happened to me before in 35 years, never. And after, after I said, Hey, mind your own business. (laughs) Um, we kind of sat there and I said, you know what, let's go, let's go. We got, we sat, we got in the car. I remember putting my hands on the wheel and then kind of just like slumping over and looking at my wife and like, and say like, what, why is why, why is this happening? You know, why am I so upset? Um, and we just kind of looked at each other and we just kind of in disbelief that it happened, never anything like that happened before. And I recognized that like the only reason for you to be so upset about something that small is because something is broken your stuff is broken. And I, that was, I think one of the catalyst moments for me where I said, I need to make a change. And I, you know, it's been a, it's been a long journey since then, but I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade that moment. Although we don't go a bit to that restaurant anymore. Cause I think I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> they, they probably wouldn't remember me, but you know, I'm better safe than sorry. So <laughs> is it, is it like fulfillment that is giving you the difference where you're not dreading going versus like where you're at now? Is there a fulfillment that you, you have in what you're doing um, after hours, you know, like on the side, as far as the podcast and everything, is that what's the difference between having the job and being your own boss or is there something different that's making, you know, that, that difference for you? I, so I think that that's part of it. You know, it, it feels good to put money on some or put, food on someone's table that it, there's definitely that sense. But I think a lot of it for me um, was that I, my personality was not a fit for the job or the jobs that I had been in. You know, I'm a very creative person. I had no business selling home and auto insurance. Like it's just, it's not a fit for my, for my mentality, you know, and you try to fit a circle through a square 
ain't going to work. You can force it all you like, but all you're going to do is, is bruise your knuckles. And there was this other moment because, you know, when I was, when I was in college, I remember putting on a present, the thing that I loved most was presentation day. I love putting on the PowerPoint, standing up in front of the class and then talking about what I had learned or teaching on a topic. I love that. It was, it was so exhilarating at your heart pumping, you're nervous, palms are sweaty and all that. And then it's like, after college, it's like, no, you're going to sit in a cubicle and you're going to talk to people about car insurance. I, I don't know why I thought that that would work. Um, but, but so I think a big part of it's just finding a lane, finding something that you actually enjoy. I think there's plenty opportunity to be an employee and be satisfied and be challenged and to grow. Um, but you, you know, you have to be in the right lane and you have to also understand that the world is changing so quickly right now. If you, you, you cannot afford to be stagnant. You cannot afford to be complacent. I mean, I have friends that say, you probably have friends like this too. I don't believe in Facebook. I don't, or I don't like the metaverse. The metaverse is scary or, you know, whatever. Okay. Well, you're not going to be competitive. You're just not going to be competitive in the next 10 years. You have to be learning. And so that for me was a big catalyst too, was I need to take action to learn so I don't get passed up by the 20 year old fresh out of high school. Hi. Coach Mike here. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Living Fearless Today podcast. Man, if you're struggling with your worth, feeling you're not enough and playing small, honestly, this isn't your lot in life. There is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. Grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today, who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. Was there, in addition to like, you know, moving into doing the agency and the podcast, was there also actions and, and, and habits that you took on to change yourself to like do self growth? to change things for you in your life? So the short answer is yes. Uh, and there's things I'm still working on, but uh, I've, I've started reading more. I can see you've got a great collection of books behind you, which is, which is awesome. Um, I'm reading, I've got two books I'm working on now, Atomic Habits, uh, which I just bought. I haven't actually broke into it, but it's, it's here. And then um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. So there's a couple of good books that I'm, that I'm working on. Um, and I've, I've, I've really been focusing more on sleep. It doesn't get talked about very much, but you know, it, it can, it can really mess with your health when you're not getting enough sleep. And so that, that's been a focus of mine trying to get to bed earlier, you know, that, that last hour of junk time before you go to bed, I know it feels good, but that sleep feels better. Uh, and then I'm, I'm trying to, I don't know about you, Mike, but I, I try to, I've been trying to wake up earlier, but it's, it's tough. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, like a 5am type of guy I'd like to be, but, but I'm not, although I will say that, uh, I've joined a men's group that meets Fridays at 7am. So I'm up at 6am and there's something really special about being up before the sun gets up. It, it, there's, there's some power there, you know, there's definitely power. Well, I will tell you from a, uh, recovering night owl that it is possible to get up at 5am because that, that's my schedule. 
Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the sleep is, is foundational. So, yeah. um, you know, part for me is I'm working to reclaim my health because I used to see it as a badge of honor of getting four hours of sleep a night. Right. And, you know, that was also part of measuring up and, and making sure that I had value at work. The problem was I didn't realize it in the immediate time, but over the years it, it took a toll. And, you know, so it's, it's almost like digging a hole, you know, it's, it's easier to dig it than it is to, to get out and fill it. And, uh, yeah, you, you know, talking about getting sleep, that is an amazing thing because it just does so many things on a chemical basis. And I'm still working on that, uh, you know, going to bed at a consistent time instead of, Oh my gosh, I can stay up for another hour and get this and this and this done. It's like, no, man, just that's a short-term mindset. Let's focus on health. And so, you know, that is part of the beauty, by the way, Mike, of having your own business and your own schedule is there are nights where I, where I do that, where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to bang out this extra hour of work and it feels good to get that done. But I do that under the pretense of knowing that I can sleep in however late I want. I can sleep in an extra couple hours to catch up on it. So, you know. I don't have that luxury anymore. I'm so trained. It's like five o'clock. Okay. I'm ready. Let's go. Well, that's good. It, you know, I, I wish I could be, I wish I could do the David Goggins thing being like up at, at 4am running mile after mile after mile. <laughs> He's, that dude is a, a beast, man. Well, and I mean, I think that's part of the beauty of habits is that what works for you or what works for David Goggins may not be the mm. same thing that works for me but we can Mm. still have the same like framework, right? If we all get up at five o'clock, it may look different for all three of us um, because we're unique in, in what we're after and what feeds us. So, um, I mean, I get up and jump in a sauna and sweat my butt off and then go to the gym and then come back. And I'm, I'm still playing with what works for me to see if it's like, Hey, do I come back from the gym and do an ice bath? (laughs) So, so, uh, you know, I'm glad you said that Mike, because, you know, there's, there's certain, okay. So when you're building a business, you know, for me, a podcast agency, there's, you're going to be getting information from a lot of different sources, right? you so you'll watch Gary Vaynerchuk, you watch Lewis Howes or Pat Flynn, or you watch Mark Savant media, like, right. You watch all these different channels and what you end up getting is, is, is all these different pieces to build your, your puzzle, to build your, your castle. Right. And you're getting Lincoln logs from this guy and silly putty from this person. You got some Legos over here, some Duplo over here. And you try to build a cohesive like business plan. It doesn't work because the, the pieces don't fit. They're not aligned, right? And, you know, maybe you get a piece of advice from Gary Vaynerchuk where he's speaking to a Fortune 500 c- conference. That's not going to be the same type of advice that you need to apply to your solopreneurship. You know what I'm saying? And there were, it, it, so this is also, I think a really interesting thing that's happened to me. And I don't know why this is, but you're going to watch certain videos. Maybe it's this video, but there's going to be certain pieces of advice that you listen to that just, they're like little brain maggots. They cling to your brain and you can't let them go. You know, in, in the, you'll, you know, you'll say something like, oh, I need to post 70 pieces of social media content a day because I saw this video once that told me I need to do that. Right. But that, <laughs> that piece of advice wasn't meant for you and your specific journey, you know? Um, and it's the same thing with sleep. You know, you'll, you'll see someone that's, 
on a weird sleep regimen, but you have to recognize that maybe that's for a different age group or someone who's training for a special type of program, you know, but these ideas, I don't know how, why this happens. I don't know if this happens to you, Mike, but there's these different ideas that get stuck in your brain, like, and, and they're not necessarily, you know, for some reason it really resonates and it sticks with you, but it's not actually applicable in, in your specific example. So anyway, I, that's something I think about a lot. Well, I mean, it goes back to like how we parent or how we have our marriage, right? Um, we are individuals, our wives and our children are individuals. I don't know. You probably see this in your kids. The way you parent one child can be totally different the way you parent another child because of their temperament, what's important to them, you know? So, you know, having four children myself, you know, now they're all adults, but when they were younger, it was, okay, I can put this one in timeout and that's devastating to them. The next one I put there and they're seeing it like a break. Yeah. I want to be alone. <laughs> so <Right>. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, you know, taking electronics away from one would be the thing. And yet then you have another child who doesn't freaking matter. They're, they're so strong in their, in their way that they're just like, I want to do what I want to do. And you know, you're, still trying to parent that child yet differently. And so, you know, it's just keeping in mind um, what we hear depends on the situation we're in as much as, you know, who we're in that relationship with, because, you know, like you talked about Gary and 70 pieces, he's got a whole team. And so his situation is different than you or I, where it's like, okay, you know, maybe we're getting a smaller amount out. Same thing with like parenting and, and raising our children. So. I mean, there were days, Mike, where I would be laying in bed and I'm like trying to go to about to go to sleep. and like, I didn't post on Instagram today. You know, it's like, it's going to be okay. Right. Like you need to, you need to have a strategy for these things. Right. But you know, <laughs> you have to put everything in context. It's really, you, you really laid it out nicely, Mike. I'm sorry to steal your thunder. <laughs> Please, I, I just you. remember I remember those days. It's, it's, it's such a horrible feeling. Well, and I think part of it, you know, we get so wrapped up around, um, I have to do this perfectly. And I think the big thing is, you know, if we were in as intentional with our time, with our children and our wife, as we are with, you know, work or, you know, our hobbies, or, you know, just go into the bar with the guys I think we would see bigger dividends because I was never intentional before. I was like, you know, look at him like you're, you're just kind of like a ball and chain and I need to get rid of you. And mm. I don't know about you. Once you start investing and being intentional and marking time off and saying, Hey, you can expect, um, you know, this Tuesday, I'm going to be yours from six to nine and we're going to go do this. It's like, they look forward to that. You know, it's like, yeah. Did, did you, do you experience that where it's like, you just, you set aside time with your wife or with your kids and go, go do something with them. Are they excited oh, yeah. as well? So my, my daughter just today, she said, daddy, what are we doing for daddy fun day tomorrow? Uh, because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, when my wife goes to the gym, it's just me and the, and the two kids for you know about three hours. And um, it's, it's, it's very important to, you know, the, the calendar, the calendar life is real. And in, like we talked about, I've got so many different things that I'm navigating and the calendar, it, 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 you know, it's kind of funny the way that 
when you confine yourself with, with different time, cause you, you think that like having a schedule, having a routine is confining, but it's actually liberating because now during those three hours, I don't have to worry about anything else. You know, I've dedicated this three hour session to being present with my wife, being present with my kids. And I don't have to worry about engaging with the five to 10 emails that I'm getting or whatever, you know? Um, but you know, having this, the, the, I tell you what, Calendly, Google Calendar is just, I don't know. It's just, it's just saved my life. Plus my team automations, I, you know, I could just go down the rabbit hole, but having a, having things scheduled out in a, in a, in an intellectual way is, is I mean, just, yeah, it, it makes life much more gratifying. I think. Um, I'd like to talk about just being aware of kind of how we're present, right? You talked about that with being intentional and present with your, with your two children. Um, you shared in another uh, interview about uh, walking with your daughter in the stroller and you were actually playing um, Pokemon go. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's the white and red ball. Like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> but um, you had talked about, pushing her in the stroller and the decision that you, you know, like you, you could see certain things and how it played out in your, your awareness. Can you talk about that, that situation and then the decision you made and why? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, just like you said, it, it's, it's so easy for us to get caught up. <sighs> I could just go so deep on this, but it's, it's so easy for us to get caught up in, you know, what feels good in the moment, right? I like playing Pokemon go. It's a fun game. I get to go walk around with my wife. We started before my daughter was born and my wife, we were just, she's pregnant. We go out walking and we catch Pokemon. We live next to a park. There were a bunch of Pokemon to catch. Um, But like you said, you know, I really feel like, the attention that we give our kids, especially when they're young is like incredibly important to building their confidence. It's, I think it's unbelievably formative, you know, a a kid that's getting attention from their parents and their father specifically are going to be well more poised and more confident when it comes to real life interactions. Right. And so I, like you said, I'm just, I'm playing this Pokemon go and I look down in my little, my little baby the, the probably the most important thing in my life is it sitting there staring at me and I can't even be bothered to look at her. Cause I'm trying to catch this, whatever squirtle, what the hell seriously, what the hell? And we do it all the time. You go to the playground and your, your kid is over there, you know, kicking the soccer ball around or playing on the monkey bars or going down the slide and every single parent, is sitting there glued to their smartphone, sitting on a bench. You, your kid is only going to be there. I mean, like, I, I really feel like we're so focused sometimes on, on these hedonistic, um, present, you know, what feels good right now, instead of recognizing that in, in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years, you're going to look back and be like, I, I, I missed it. I missed the boat. I spent all my time doing things that felt good, but didn't actually bring me to a point of any sort of 
uh, of satisfaction, of accomplishment, of realization. I told you before I played World of Warcraft. I was a sick addict. Like I needed to go to rehab, bro. Um, I, I think at one point they had this like thing where you could do like backslash time played type of thing to see how much time you played. I think I checked on one of my accounts. Mind you, I had multiple accounts and it was something like 350 days played in the game. That's actual minutes, hours, seconds played in the game. Do you know how much value I get from all those hours and all those days of world of Warcraft now, you know how much value I get? Zero. Yeah. Not a dime. Like I remember, like I remember the first time I killed Ragnaros, the molten core. That was kind of cool, I guess. That's it. That's it. Zero. But it's just like we're getting sold entertainment crack all the time, and and we're really missing the boat on what matters. Um, you know, so I I think once you recognize this, and you recognize that you know, it sometimes I'm just gonna have to suck it up. And I'm going to have to do something I don't really enjoy right now because I know the payoff long-term is going to be better. And I'm not going to say that you're a bad guy for, you know, if you've had a long day and you want to sit at, you know, sit on the sidelines and listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube video while your kid plays like, that's cool. I get that. What, what I, what I think is, is the problem though, is if that becomes um, the, the norm to me, sitting aside while something important is happening, that that should be the exception to the rule. But so many people are making that the norm. And I think that you're seeing that play out with the, uh, you know, how sad and how depressed and the mental health issues that are, that our youth are having It's because they're growing up with a generation of parents that are glued to these. That's the problem. And we're going to blame the kids. We're going to blame social media. That's what we're going to do. But you know what the problem, where the problem is, the problem is with us. It's with, fathers it's with mothers it's with parents that aren't putting their attention in the right place that's sorry sorry not sorry well and the thing is as we get down the road the thing that has come up for me and i've seen this for other men is we regret the fact that we didn't capture that opportunity because our children are only at that age once right it's not like they continue to go back and play t-ball you know, for six years, you know, it's, you have a small window of time to capture those opportunities, just like you were talking about Pokemon go and, you know, making the decision, okay, I'm going to get rid of this game, remove it from my phone and focus on my daughter. Um, you know, I look back and my thing was, was video games as well, but I can never go back and recapture those moments, those, those years at that time with my children, you know, and yeah, so looking at, um, you know, that kind of, those kind of situations, how do you decide, is this important or is this just, you know, like you said, hedonistic, is this just filling, um, you know, like a medication almost, is this filling a want rather than a need? How do you assess that? Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, right? It's stuff that we all know. You know, I don't think it needs, I don't think it takes a lot of mental thought. I mean, you can certainly look a few moves ahead. Like, you know, if, if you want to be a professional drone pilot, you probably need to spend some time on, you know, building and learning drones, you know, um, but you know, it, it's, it's obvious. Like, I, I think a lot of times it's obvious, but we just don't want to see it. 
it, it, it takes being willing to see that what you're doing is, is a problem. It's like the person that, gosh, man, it makes me so sad. I was getting ice cream with my kids the other day and there was a little girl really overweight, like clearly, mm-hmm. like, like obvious, you know, I'm not talking about a little girl who's a little, a little chunk, like you, you, anyway, that bothers me because you know, that she's there with her dad. Her dad gives her an ice cream cone with three scoops with cotton candy on top of it. And I'm like, what are you doing to your kid, bro? Like, why are you doing this? You know? And I, he knows what he's doing. Isn't right. She knows what she's doing. Isn't right. They, they get it, but we're doing it anyway. You know? So at a certain point, you just have to kind of, you know, we, we're in this mentality, I think in, in this special time in human culture where, we're, we're kind of like, we don't want to hear the truth. We just want like the quick solution. Like, you know, I don't want to lose. I don't really want to change my diet and exercise. I just want to take a pill, you know, or I don't want to release 100 YouTube videos. I just want someone to show me how to set it up and be done with it. Right. Um, not to say that having a professional like me won't help. We'll make it, we'll get it done a heck of a lot faster, um, and a lot more professional, but you, you have to put in reps, you know, What's the, how does the saying go, Mike? Um, uh, any, anything easy isn't worth doing something like that. I, I don't recall the exact saying, but you know, if, 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 if it's easy, you're not going to get the sense of satisfaction that you'll get for doing something hard. I think, um, you know, but you, you, you have to be, well, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to saying, Hey, where do I want to go? What are my goals? What are my priorities? Maybe even write out a list of five different things. Mm-hmm that are really important to you in order. And then look at all the things in your life that don't align. Cause I promise you there are things in your life that don't align. It could be Netflix. It could be porn. It could be, you know, your, your bad drinking habit or your marijuana habit or whatever it is. There's going to be things in your life that don't align with your goals. And you know what they are. It's just up to you whether those goals are more important than your vice. That's my you know, sorry often, for the tough love. <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, it's like, that's the kind of stuff where it's like, I wish somebody had called me out. Now, the flip side of that is, I don't know that I was in a place to hear it, but yeah. you can't really hear it unless it's given. So kind of one of those chicken and egg things. When you're looking and saying, hey, these things are aligned with where I want to go. Are you like periodically looking and, you know, going Hey, I need to course correct, or this doesn't fit anymore. Like I thought I wanted to go in this direction, but now that I've tested it, it doesn't really feel right. Are you doing that on kind of like a, a, a regular basis? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I won't know that I have like a formal system set up, Mike, but I'm, I'm trying new things all the time. Like I said, once you start like trying new things and failing, it becomes almost like an addiction. Like, you know, like we talked about. So I just try to, I just try new things all the time. And I try to assess like, is this working? Why isn't it working? Do I need to prepare more? Do I need to allocate more resources to this? Um, Maybe is this worth, is this going to give me a better return than something else that I'm doing? Um, So, so I just try to assess kind of on a case by case basis and, and getting feed. That's one of the reasons why I love this mastermind program that I put together specifically for podcasters, but um, you know, it's just been a really powerful way of, of getting feedback from others 
and sharing feedback with others, because that's something that is extraordinarily difficult to get um, when you're, when you're building a business and, and specifically when you're building a podcast along with your business, it, you know, I can't just go to my wife and say, Hey, what do you think about these download numbers? Or what do you think about this intro? And you just don't get, you don't get real constructive, um, you know, feedback in there. So that's, again, one of the reasons that I've been happy with that program. Yeah. Communities like a game changer underrated it, it. Yeah. It just absolutely having like that, you know, small group of friends, but then also having, um, you know, other men that are gifted in, in areas that you're, you know, still stretching and learning and growing and may not have the competency in being able to have somebody that compliments you. I mean, that's just, it, it totally changes your trajectory. <laughs> so, well, Mark, I wanted to thank you very much, Matt, for joining me, sharing about like, you know, that, that you were, you know, working to get through that, just that grind, you know, that so many of us face where it's like, Hey, it's Friday. Fantastic. Oh, crud. You know, now it's, it's Sunday night and I'm going back to work on Monday, but also the difference of how, when you found your purpose and you were doing something, um, you know, outside of what was just available in a career that it then impacted both your marriage and your parenting. And I'm really, I mean, that's just so, so encouraging to hear that it's like, you know, one change in our life can have a ripple effect to all the other areas. So my friend, I appreciate you joining me and sharing all of that. Um, how can people get in touch with you outside of this podcast? The shoot me an email contact at marksavantmedia.com. You can, you can find me on basically every platform under Mark Savant media, whether that's TikTok or Instagram or Twitter or whatever I'm on Mark's font. I'm at Mark's font media, but shoot me an email. Do you have a question? You want to chat? You want to connect contact at Mark Shoot me an email. I'd love to chat. Cool. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Thanks so much, my friend for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode and remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.